Hi folks, welcome to another edition of Gold Bazan. Today we'll be discussing Iran's upcoming match versus South Korea that'll be happening this August 31st, this Thursday. Um, very delighted as always to have Pejman Pars with us, director of the show. Two special guests were on this pod as well, Adbin. Okay, you've probably heard of him, you know, in the past pod, and it was a pleasure to have him on. And for the first time being, Stephen Hun was on the pod. Uh, Stephen is a fantastic journalist, covers Korean football. His information will be on the pod and everything. Rights for goal, and it was an absolute pleasure to get his insight about what's happening within the South Korean Canada. How, what's their perception of Iranian football? As always, we appreciate the support. This pod has been done in two segments. So the first segment is my talk, speaking to Stephen, and the second talk, you'll be hearing Pejman Pars, and I've been giving their thoughts on the match. As always, enjoy it, and thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? Good. Thank you. So, Steve, obviously, as you know, we concentrate on Asian football, but predominantly speaking um, on Iranian football. Based on this group that pretty much is going to be over soon, um, was this your initial expectation of how well Iran was going to do? Or was this your thoughts on, you know, South Korea struggling, which is, uh, you know, still mysterious to me? And if you just tell us about your thoughts on the group and, um, and stuff like that. Well, I think a little bit of both. I think I did expect Iran and Korea to be in the top two places um, going into the qualifiers. But uh, to be completely honest with you, I did not expect Iran to go undefeated throughout qualifying until they secured their berth at the World Cup. Especially the fact that they haven't conceded a goal in, in, in the final rounds of qualifying. I, I, I did not expect that at all. Even though I've already known you know, from Korea having played Iran... I knew how good of a defensive team that they were, but you know, even then, going eight games without conceding a goal is is, is a pretty impressive feat. And um, I mean, I don't think it's a huge surprise that Korea is behind Iran in terms of the standings, but it is a bit of a surprise to see them struggle as much as they have. Because I'll be honest with you, I think they have been lucky to 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 stay in second place in this group because um, Uzbekistan, as dangerous as they can be. I think they've also struggled on their own. And um, Korea have been a little bit fortunate on, on, on that aspect. So um, the fact that Iran and Korea are first and second places in the group right now, that's not a huge surprise for me. But to see Iran uh, do so well, um, they've definitely exceeded my expectations. Whereas Korea, the fact that they're in second place, um, I would say that they have met expectations with that with with that fact alone, but um, seeing how they've played, just the quality of their performance, it's it, it's it's been a surprise because they've struggled a lot more than I've I've, I've expected. And you know, obviously, this match that is coming up, it's a must-win game for soccer, especially you guys have Uzbekistan next. Sure. What is this? Um, you know, situation with the KFA that they're trying to get more um, people in the attendance. Is it just because more fans in South Korea have been? You know, reluctant to watch South Korea, or is this something that is because of Yuli? Because, um, you know, they're trying to set sure. up this game, and um, do you think that's a possibility that, that would probably happen? Well, um, I talked about this on the other radio show that, that, I, that, that I work on on a weekly basis um, out in New York, but um, the, during the qualifying rounds for the 2006 World Cup, 
um, about about eleven years ago. That was you know Korea coming off of a really just an impressive World Cup campaign in two thousand two. They averaged at, for their home games in the qualifying round. They averaged close to sixty thousand fans per game, which is a sellout game pretty much uh, pretty pretty much every game in the, in the qualifying. But um, in this particular campaign to qualify for the 2018 World Cup, the average attendance has been somewhere around 30,000. So it's been cut down to half. That speaks as to the popularity of the national team right now Mm -hmm. because of how they've struggled over the last two years. And um, for this game, though, this upcoming game against Iran, I heard that up until about a week ago, about 30,000 tickets have already been sold. Mm -hmm. So um, you can expect a much bigger crowd for this game. I think I, I would I would expect at least forty to fifty thousand fans at, at the Seoul World Cup Stadium. It's obviously big, but I, I I do think I'll be honest with you. At the same time, Korean fans are are well, not all of them, but some of them are expecting the worst. Meaning, there's a big chance that they may not win this game, and they could go into Uzbekistan with a situation where they have to win that game away from home. And I believe the last time they 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 won in Uzbekistan was in the late 90s if, if i remember correctly so it's it's a dire situation but that that, that that's the way it is right now and before we want to get into the gist of the match um what are your perceptions of carlos Queiroz and how i mean he's such a not- notorious figure right now in like the eye of south koreans um how do right, they, right. How, how do they view him and um what about yourself yeah, from a from a general perspective, uh, he's been he, he has been viewed as a as, as a big enemy. Uh, I'll be I'll be very honest with you on that. But the way I see it, um, he's a quality manager. I mean, you just look at how Iran have been have been playing. I know I know that the the preconceived notion when whenever Korea plays Iran, um, in whatever tournament it may be, is that um, the Iranian players are very prone to time wasting. Um, they're 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 physically tough. They play a you know, a, a roughhouse game, sort of. But, I mean, the way I see it, Iran, this is a really good defensive team. I tell you that. And uh, they have a really dangerous striker up front who's suspended for this game, right? And, um, uh, but I think k is an is an excellent player. And, and what he did, uh, when was it, for the 2014 World Cup, the, 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 the final game of the, of the qualifying round in Korea, right. the whole bust-up that he had with the, with the Korean team, yeah. I mean, I think it's been blown way out of proportion, to be honest with you. That's my personal opinion. A lot of Koreans will disagree with me on that. But um, when you when you look at the other side of that, um, especially from an Iranian perspective, you know, there were bottles being thrown at the players as well to Iranian players. And you obviously don't want to see that. Right. So um, I, I, I think it really works both ways. Uh, Korea have been, I think they've been mentally challenged by, by the Iranian team over the last six, seven years, you know, during, during the time period when they, they, they couldn't beat them at all. And um, I, I just think that they got sucked into that mental game. And um, Kairos is obviously, he's, he's right in the middle of that. And um, he's been very good with playing the mind games. And, and, and another thing is that whenever you, you listen to his interviews um, in recent years, he's been very... He's been very kind about you know assessing the Korean team. He's been praising our, our team um, every chance he's had, and he's even said um, I don't I don't know if the translations were correct, but he's even said that Korea ha- Korea has a more talented players than Iran, yeah, and course, that their their team is more their team is more modeled after the European style, so so to speak, than than Iran is, and the way they prepare for tournaments and things like that is more a little bit more advanced than Iran. I don't know if that's true, but the fact that he the fact that he talks that way to the public, I think that speaks volumes as to what kind of manager that he is. I think he's a he's a coach who's very good tactically, 
and also out in public, he knows how to play with the media to, to get into the opposition's head. So yeah. know, all credit to him, honestly. No, it is true because even if you ask any normal Iranian fan, you know, one thing we give a lot of respect to not only South Korea but Japanese uh, players right. and whatnot because the majority of the players, they play overseas, you know, in Europe and some of the, right, some right. Of the top teams, like even one of your top talents right now, Sun Yung Min, hopefully I'm not pronouncing right. it wrong, you know, he's, he's right now uh, basically a superstar for Tottenham off the bench right now or... Mm-hmm. He had a, and that's the kind of thing that makes us more fans as Iranian fans more interested to see how what college cares has done with all the struggles with the politics and you know with all the top right. players you guys have and that's really interesting but getting to the gist of things uh, one thing I wanted to ask you Steve is like obviously we know you guys are going to come full out attacking force right mm-hmm. and obviously I'm pretty sure college cares is going to have their defensive formation not as more defensive as he was when we played against South Korea Back in 2014, uh-huh. you know, the last match that we nicked it. Um, is there, is as a, as, as a fan yourself and, I don't know, but journalists and whatnot, what is the perception? Is, do you guys honestly feel like there's a chance you guys could defeat Iran? And um, how, from your own stance, how do you see you trying to approach this match? Well, I mean, uh, the, the goal is to win this game. There's no doubt about that because um, that... that they're in a situation where they have to win this game. Obviously, if they lose this game, it's not the end of the world because they still have a chance to go to Uzbekistan and qualify there. But the goal is to win. But I'll tell you what, the new manager, um, Shin Taeyong, he came in and said that for this particular game against Iran, he will play a defensive game and try to nick a goal to win it. That's, oh, that's what he said after he was appointed. And um, last night, they played a friendly, they played a closed-door exhibition against Suwon Blue Wings, one of the clubs in the Korean top flight, and they lost that game 2-1. But obviously, it was a scrimmage. I don't think you can take the result too seriously, but at the same time, it was a closed-door game, so no one was able to see it. But the word coming out of the camp is that Korea played a very defensive game. And um, I, I, I do think they'll be a little bit more conservative to start the game against Iran um, next week. Or is it this week? This you know, this is coming yeah, Thursday, yeah. and um, I, I do think you're going to see a more conservative Korea. But at the same time, as the game progresses, if it stays nil nil, I do think they'll open up a little bit and try to get that goal. But you know, obviously, one thing that I'm concerned about is Iran. This is a team that's very good at counterattacking, right. and when you see the last four games when they've beaten Korea, um, the goals either came from counterattacks or set pieces, right? So. Um, I think from a tactical perspective, you'll see a similar style game from the ones you've seen in the past. Um, but you may be able to see a more defensive-minded Korea, which may sound surprising, but I think the, the manager right. is trying to approach this game strategically. And my last question to you is from like the public. What are the perceptions of uh, Iranian fans in general or Iranian football in South Korea? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting question because... You know, Korea, last time I think Korea beat Iran was at the 2011 Asian Cup. Yeah. Um, but but that was that was an extra time, right? And yeah, I think the last time game. Korea beat Iran in a 90-minute regulation game was back in 2005, right? In a, in a friendly in Seoul. So it's been a long time since we've been able to dominate Iran, to be completely honest. And um, I think, you know, during this four-game losing streak that they've had against Iran, when they lost first... Uh, Two first one or two games, or maybe the third game, 
the, the, the perception among the public was that, hey, it was an unlucky game where we just uh, gave up a goal and we couldn't capitalize on our chances, so we may, maybe we couldn't win. But when we lost that game last November in Tehran, even though Korea were a little bit more of an attacking side in that game, I do think a lot of Korean fans realized that, hey, we're up against a really good team here. And I think after that game, when they lost, the perception has changed just a little bit to a point where fans are thinking, hey, this is a really good team. And this may be a team that can go to the World Cup and and and, and, and possibly be the best Asian side at, at, at the tournament. So I think the perception is changing a little bit now that Iran have been showing how much they've improved over the last what is it, five, six years under under Carlos Queiroz? Right. So that, that perception has definitely been changing into a more positive tone. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Steve, the final question I have for you is your prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally predicted that Iran was going gonna to be a draw, but mm-hmm. how do you? what's your prediction on the match? I think it'll be very tough for Korea to win because um, it's interesting because uh, th- during this, this, this past weekend, they had the domestic league games scheduled, but they canceled those games for the purposes of assembling the national team a week earlier so that they can prepare for this game. So they've had the, the, the domestic players in the Korean league as well as the Korean players in the Chinese league. They've gotten together. They've already trained together for over a week now. But um, I think a lot of the attacking players for Korea, they play out in Europe, and they will only be able to join the team either tomorrow, um, on Monday, or Tuesday. So um, I think in terms of defense, they may have a bit more solidity um, in terms of just defending Iran and things of that nature. But I think attacking-wise, they haven't had enough time to change a lot, even though the manager has changed. Uh, so I do see a either nil-nil draw or a, a, a one-one draw. I, 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 I do think it'll take something special for Korea to win. I don't know if that's what, what's going to take is, is a whole lot of heart and effort or maybe a different strategy, but I think it'll take something special for Korea to win this game. And uh, realistically speaking, I think a draw is sort of a realistic prediction that I can come up with at this point. Right. Yeah, usually it's a draw or one-nil. I mean, um, yeah, one-nil pretty much. But Steve, right. we appreciate you coming on. We're definitely going to have you on post-match for the analysis to um, review that. Um, thank you for your time and hope to speak to you soon again after the match. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Take care. Hi, Pasha. Nice to be back. Pleasure. And then a dear friend of the pod that is going to be definitely a regular, Adbin, is back on the pod and we appreciate his time. How you doing, Adbin? Looking forward to speaking uh, to you. Man. I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on again. No, all good. Names for goalkeepers is Iris Abeyron Van, Iris Ahayri, which he's back and he's doing a phenomenal job. And we just, I'm gonna ask Pejman about him later on. Hamed Alak, defenders are Jalal Hosseini, Ruzbe Cheshmi, Vuria Gafuri, Mohamed Ansari, Saida Agai, Ramin Rezaian, Milad Mohamedi, and our midfielders are Vaid Amiri, Omid Nur Afghan. مهدی تورابی، سعید زدتولایی، عریض و جوان بخش، عشقان دجاگه، علی کرمی and someone who do, a player that has been heavily linked with Team Melly that has finally got in the call up and he's doing a fantastic job احسان هایتسفی and our strikers are مهدی تارمی، رزا گوچنجات، سردار آزون and کریم انساری فرد پشمان starting off, would you, based off that list, are you surprised of it? especially with the Montazeri didn't get the call up as well 
Uh, yeah, I am actually surprised. Uh, I expected Montazeri to be one of Kero's favorites, and he even can play on two different positions, both as a as a right back and a, a center back. So, yeah, I'm surprised. But then again, his team Estelal have been uh, have had a weak performance the last couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. uh, in that case, maybe it's more understandable. But then again, you have a couple of other players from Estelal. Uh, interesting players such as Ruzbe Cheshmi taking that uh, spot instead of uh, our dear friend Pejman Montaderi. So maybe it's, it's a just a change of uh, player, but same team. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, surprised that Montaderi is missing. And I'd be what are your thoughts with this um, team sheet that is pretty much teamless? Excuse me, that Kairos has released. Yeah, as as Pejman said, I think it's uh, there's a it, it's a wee bit surprising, but overall, I'm I'm fairly happy with it personally. I think it's it's a good squad. It's good to see some new faces, especially as um, although these are competitive matches, two competitive matches coming up, they we do have the room to experiment. Although I mean, we should we should go into the South Korea match trying to win that, trying to maintain our, our unbeaten record. What is it for? four wins in a row we've had against them now. Um, but, but still, it's, it's good, at least against Syria. I'm hoping that he'll he'll give some playing time to the younger players. Maybe it's Cheshmi who has another cap or, or throw Kodus in and see what he can do. Um, so overall, I'm happy. But, but yeah, as Pejmon said, Montaziri's absence is a surprise, but we never know. I think perhaps it's just a case of Kirosh is just... Swat, um, given one of the younger players his spot because he knows what he can get from Montazeri. He knows he's a he's a stalwart of the team, a reliable player who can play in, in the right-back position as well as centre-back. Pejman, if you could tell the viewers more about the situation. I mean, I obviously, you interviewed Ayrza Hayri yourself. Um, he's doing supposedly a phenomenal job right now with his new club in Sweden. If you could tell us a little bit more about his situation and um, are you happy that he's back and do you see him potentially that he could take over Beryl Van's job as, as Iran's number one starting goalkeeper? Yeah, Ayrza Hayri uh, plays in... Uh, what we can say, maybe the worst team in Allsvenskan, the Swedish top flight. Uh, they call AFC Eskilstuna. But uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, the team and Adriaza have been playing really good. You have to remember that Adriaza was absent in, uh, in in the first like 15 games or something like that. So just recently that he's returned uh, due to injury. So uh, when he returned, they have recorded their two first victories, one of them against Malmö FF, which is by far the best Swedish uh, club. They're now leading the, the league with like 13 points or something like that. Uh, uh, yesterday, when he played against Hammarby, he held his first clean sheet in Allsvenskan and was one of the two best players of his team. Uh, and the Swedish media is like really starting to praise him because he's done... Really great. I've seen all of his games so far, and I must say that uh, uh, he's back in uh, in good shape. It's really nice to see him play again because he's been absent for so long that we almost haven't uh, we, we have almost forgotten about him. 
so it's really good to see Adrizal Harry back on, on the field. He seems to be enjoying himself. He seems really focused. And uh, he, his hard work have earned him a place uh, in the national team. And about the question of uh, Adrizal Harry versus Bayron Vand, uh, today I would actually choose Hariri. And it's not just because of four or five good matches. It's because Peron Vand haven't hasn't developed uh, much in the, in the last year when he been the number one in Iran. Uh, when you if you saw his last game in the Champions League, he's making the same mistakes with Paris Police that he that he have done since I started following him. Uh, he's he's a little bit. I don't know if it's cocky would be the right word, or maybe uh, he don't know how to choose when to go out and punch the ball, and if he if he now wants to punch it, where he wants to punch it. Uh, he that was the the goal Iran uh, got against Beramon, uh, uh, Iran versus Montenegro. The Montenegro goal was, in my opinion. Beiranvand's faults, and I also believe that Beiranvand was the reason that Paris Police let in one or two goals against uh, Al Ahly in the Champions League because he keeps doing the same mistakes. Beiranvand, uh, sorry, Hariri doesn't make those kind of mistakes. He's maybe overall a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say weaker, but uh, he still has some development to do. But all in all. In these five six games, Harry have played. He's been under pressure because he's he plays in a weak team, so they have to de- defend a lot. And he he's good at throwing the ball. He's good at one on ones. Uh, he's really really good in the air. There nobody can can fret him there. Uh, although Benavon is a tall guy, Harry is is more calm and more safe in the air. So for me today, I would actually choose Hariri. And just keeping on this topic before I move on, asking Admin about another player that I'm very surprised actually got a call up. Pejwan, if you could tell us more about Samon Godus, that's a player that I know you've been following closely. And, um, you know, supposedly, you know, he sent his team to the Europa League, which is amazing. And um, there's a lot of hype about him going on. And it's, as we've always been talking about, the left, the left wing spot or the number ten. We don't have a natural number ten, nor is that left wing spot up for. It's up for pretty much up for grabs. Do you potentially see someone grabbing that for himself? And is he a sort of a Kairos player that he has a work ethic to track back as a as a normal winger would in his system? Uh, well, uh, first of all, starting about the Salman Qadis, Qadis history is really interesting. Like two years ago, he played in Superettan, the division under Al Svenskan, in a weak team in Syrianska. And before that, uh, he, he had some uh, injuries and some major, I was a major, but he had some issues, he had some problems. He, he wasn't even uh, a name in Swedish football. But when he moved to Östersund, which is a newly promoted team, well, this is their second year only in Allsvenskan, uh, the, the coach really got out the best of someone. Samuel Rodos is a, besides scoring goals, he, he's, a, he's a hard-working guy that has a really nice touch uh, with his feet and knows how to advance. 
uh, he's he's a kind of player that actually makes his other teammates better players. Uh, he was even in the Swedish squad squad in January when they played a couple of friendlies, and he actually scored a goal there against the uh, Ivory Coast. But and since then he have only developed. He's been an important player for his team Östersund, which is like if you compare them to like a British team, you would say like Huddersfield. I don't know a, a team that you don't even can take seriously becoming a, a major threat. But they won the Swedish Cup. They're among they're one of the best teams in Sweden now. And they beat teams like Galatasaray and Park Thessaloniki from Greece. Those are big teams. And Östersund is a small team from basically north of Sweden. But someone, uh, about someone and Team Emelie, I do believe that he can be uh, play a part in the national team. It would be interesting to see him behind better players. I wouldn't say better, but at least uh, players that are more used to playing in national teams, such as Osmoon, Ansoy, Fardoev, and Ochanejad, and Tarimi at front. Uh, he can score goals, but he can also he also have a good pace, and uh, defensively, he's quite strong. He's not that tall. You won't see him score any goals with his head, probably. But you will see him work hard. And you will see uh, that he, he, he can shoot really hard and really nice. But if he wants to be a part of Team Meli, he has to change club. Because the Swedish season is uh, spring and basically summer, autumn. In uh, Late September, somewhere, the Swedish season ends uh, and it starts again somewhere in March, April, more or less. So he have nothing to do in six months and that's a typical way to lose your spot in the national team. So he have to choose a European um, club that plays from now all the way to the World Cup if he wants to be a candidate for the national team. But it would be interesting to see him play. I hope he will play against Korea or at least Syria. Pejuan, just a, just a question to follow on. And I've been wondering about this. Does he, in terms of the versatility of him with regards to the position that he plays, so can he can he can he slot in anywhere in the sort of attacking midfield position, whether it's on the wing? I know he's right-footed, so can he play on the left wing? Can he play number ten in case we need to play him behind Osmond? Or, or uh, is he? How flexible is he with his position? Yeah, he's quite flexible. He's he's not a typical target player that just like like Osmond that's really dangerous uh, against the goalkeeper and like uh, when he gets a chance he scores. He's more of those kind of guys that actually works in the goal and he can he can come both from the wings and he can be a like a part of the build up and. Uh, He's uh, he's young. I think he's 23, 24 years old or something, and uh, he's got time to develop. So he, he's not just uh, uh, he's quite versatile, in my opinion. And I think that uh, we haven't seen the best of him yet. Although he has had a really great season, and Swedish media is really praising him, and some people are kind of mad or at least sad that he's not part of the Swedish national team because he will be a lost cause for for Sweden if he gets any minutes against Korea or Syria. But uh, he can be uh, 
both on the wings and, and like a number 10 for sure. I mean, the next question I have for you before we start talking about the specifics of the choreo match is that the player last time I checked is pretty much, I mean, yeah, he's not playing for a club again as uh, Ali Academy that, you know, he was doing, he was out on loan in Croatia for Lokomotiva. Does this give you a sense of maybe how much Cairo trusts this player that he's calling it back again? Because even with Saeed as Tolai, even though he wasn't playing and he had issues with his club, he kept getting regularly called up to the national team and he even was starting. I was doing actually a decent job without not even having enough minutes for his club. Do you see that as a potential that how much maybe Cairo rates this player? Yeah, I think you make good, make a good point. You, it's not very often that you see unattached uh, um, players uh, in their national team. I think the lot, uh, one recently I can think of is uh, one of the Welsh players in during the Euros. I think it might have been Robson Carnu. <laughs> you saw what he did against Belgium, but it, he then went to West Brom. But I think with with Karimi, we've seen his quality. He's he hasn't had that much playing time for us. But when he's come on, he, he's, he's been quite good. He's strong. He's good on the ball. His range of passing is, is pretty good. Um, but again, it is, it is slightly concerning that a player of this quality and a player, as you said, that Kirosh obviously trusts because we have other, um, other players um, in, in that centre, centre midfield position that, that he, he, um, he could have given some... Um, he could have given a place in the squad. Um, so obviously... Kirosh trusts him and believes in him and, and as a result I, I do too um, because yeah I mean Kirosh knows what he's doing and so far he's only led us from uh, from strength to strength so with that I think it, it would need to, he needs for his own sake to get a club I'm sure his agent and, and he is working on it he, uh, he is good enough to play in Europe I think but he, he just hasn't had that fortune, it seems, um, but he did. He was good for Lokomotiva as well, and and the same goes for Dejara. He's our he's our he's our squad captain. He he he's a bit hit and miss sometimes. I feel like sometimes he can disappear in games, but more often than not, I, I, when I was quite a critic of him, probably because you know what he can do. He's great on the ball. He's so good at dribbling. He holds the ball up well, even though he's not particularly strong he's not he's not fast which is obviously with his age of 31 he's not going to be but he he can he can dribble past players he can create well the best thing about him in fact is that he creates space for others he pulls in defenders he's he gets the ball he has two defenders on top of them that creates space for Osborne for Tardemi for Jahan Bach to run into um, but again yeah I agree with the fact that it must be the case that Kirosh has confidence in in the two of them, especially in Karimi, um, but they need to find themselves a club. Uh, we've seen on social media the Jaguars constantly, you know, training and, and doing what Owen Hargreaves did after he got let go by um, by United, um, just trying to prove his fitness. But they ultimately, if then if they don't have a club, at some point, I don't know by Christmas perhaps, or I mean, they ideally they need to get get there sooner. I'm not sure they'll be going to the World Cup personally, and I don't know what you guys think about that, but it would be quite silly. I'm gonna talk about the Korea match now. So I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the Korean Football you know, Association has been promoting the home match against Iran on social media, you know, heavily to get more people involved, you know, because of the lack of attendance they've been having in stadiums and whatnot. 
um, with a hashtag, obviously, revenge against Iran, which is really interesting. And it's a must, must win for them, especially when they have Uzbekistan um, as the next game as well. Um, coming off with you, Pejman, is um, what are you expecting from this match, and how do you see Kadosh approaching it? Kairos told himself that he, he's out for the game to, to have a good result and probably to win, or at least not to lose the game. Uh, he's not taking these games easily, and uh, because we know that it's hard for him to get to, to uh, get the all get the whole Iranian squad together because it's it's difficult working with the Iranian football federation. So it's an opportunity for him to meet the players uh, when they're when they're fit and when they're ready. But uh, I think this will probably be the time where Korea will have the last word uh, against Iran. They have played really uh, really weak in the qualifications so far and uh, they need to step up their game there they have a new coach now and we still we don't know anything about this new korea with, with or at least the korea with this new coach uh, for them a win is much more important than ever because if they lose it will be the first time in many many years that they will actually not be a part of the world cup but then again uh, we have a run that don't have any pressure. We have a uh, still good young squad. Not young, but we have a, a couple of young players that really want to show themselves. And that can be offered an uh, opportunity for them to, to put in their best performance ever. Because uh, we know with Kairos that nobody, absolutely nobody, is, is given 100% uh, guarantee that they will play in the World Cup or be a starting player in the World Cup uh, not even uh, Hosseini because we've seen Pura Leganji and uh, Montazeri uh, in the defense before so the players need to be on their toes if they want to uh, have a starting lineup uh, starting place and that's why I think that's that we Iran's chance in the game otherwise I believe that Korea might get the upper hand this time, but hopefully I'm wrong. Admin? Yes. What are your thoughts on this match? Um, yeah, no, I think it's 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 interesting. The the pressure you, you from reading in the South Korean media and and, uh, and other outlets, you can really see that the pressure is. Is building up on the players. The players are, um, you know, Jason Park even is is is, is commenting a lot. The, the manager has already started with a few mind games, which I think is just pointless because there's no pressure on us whatsoever. I mean, obviously we want to keep maintain that record of, of uh, four straight wins that we have had against them. Um, but it would be disastrous for them if they didn't qualify. So if they didn't win, or even if or even a draw it would be, you know, very disappointing going to going into the Uzbekistan match a few days later away against an Uzbekistan team that can be quite challenging, physical. Um, you know, we, we found. I mean, within the second when we played them, it was fairly straightforward. Or, but they have been they have challenged us, especially in the game that we played uh, in September last year. Uh, we won 1-0 um, we didn't create too much 
but um, they need something from this game because if they go into the next game against, yeah, if they go into the Uzbekistan match without pressure, you don't know what's going to happen. And then Uzbekistan is going to go in with confidence and uh, playing at home, having that advantage in, in what will ultimately be a very intimidating stadium, which I'm sure will be, they'll sell out. Uh, I, I'm guessing they haven't qualified to the World Cup in the past. Am I right in saying that? Um, yeah, Uzbekistan have never qualified. No, they have. Yeah, so I guess they've only been independent for since the nineties. Um, but uh, yeah, they they need to get something against us. Whether they will do so, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah, and the thing is. Um, um, I mean, for me, it's more than a game against uh, Iran and South Korea. It's it's kind of like Asia's reputation on game uh, on stakes here, because let's say that South Korea won't qualify, and Uzbekistan will qualify, uh, will take the second spots. What it means that it, it will be Uzbekistan's first time in World Cup, and I couldn't be happier for them. But I can't really see Uzbekistan. Giving any team in the world uh, uh, a hard ninety minutes that they 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 will be happy about. Um, Uzbekistan. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, uh, Uzbekistan. So far, um, they have they still need to take that next step, and as and I don't know how they will do that. I mean, they have some money, they have some good players, and so. But uh, that good that step should have been come should have been taken now and it haven't and although we have a weak South Korea in these qualifications they still haven't managed to, to take the second spot so uh, I would prefer South Korea with their experience and their knowledge to be in the World Cup but uh, uh, I don't know the, the way South Korea played against Iran last time it was hideous it was mm-hmm. it, it wasn't even a fair game although Iran just won like one zero, but South Korea didn't have a single opportunity in that game, and that's that's not the South Korea that that we're used to. But maybe it's due to Kerr's good tactics uh, and somewhat the uh, um, South Korean problems with their new and uh, maybe not so good uh, younger players. The generation change. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, South Korea have been qualifying. They haven't missed out on a World Cup since 1986. So it would be it would be disastrous. They are they're a respectable team. They have lots of players in Europe um, and the, in the Premier League. Um, well, not lots, but quite a few. Um, and with Son obviously being being one of the main guys, they they should qualify. Um, and if they don't, it will be. They, yeah, it will be very embarrassing for them, and, and especially as the team taking their place will be on Uzbekistan side. Who, as you say, it's hard to see them putting up a fight. But then again, um, we should never write teams off. Um, we saw what, obviously, Wales are better. They have someone like Gareth Bale, but you saw what they did in the Euros. You have, you have teams like, uh, um, like Costa Rica. In the last World Cup, again, stronger than Uzbekistan. But uh, yeah, no, I think for, as, a, as a football, from a pure football perspective, 
um, you'd like to see them to, uh, see them qualifying for the World Cup. Now I want to get your thoughts on this, um, being more tactical perspective from K. Roach. So you guys remember the last match we played against South Korea back at you know their home in Seoul. You know they were trying to beat us not from down the middle from but from width. And as we all know, Milad Mohammadi has just been an absolute tank, spectacular left back for us, and even for his you know respected club back in Russia. But obviously we still have an issue at the right back spot in my eyes. Um, whether that's Ramin or Vuri Agafuri. Um, coming back to you, Admin, is that where do you see Iran is going to struggle against South Korea and how do you see Kairosh lining up? Do you see us playing this, the style we did like like four years ago, like very much defensive, just trying to, you know, nick it? Or do you see Kairosh potentially letting, you know, the players, you know, just have a free-flowing football and it, see what happens? In my opinion, the way we should play, well, the way I've seen works for us, when we've played at our best, it's where we've made the best use of our outer field players. So um, our wing, our wing, our, our fullbacks and our wingers. So I was in in the start of this round of qualifying when we played Qatar in the first match and then China. I really, uh, I was quite a critic of Rezaian. Uh, I thought he, yeah, he's good at going forward. His, his crossing is good. Um, he's got good pace. He links up well with with John Bach and 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 uh, um, and in the centre of the park. But he leaves so much space in behind. Well, he left so much space in behind, and he still does that. But then, as as that round of qualifiers progressed, I uh, I was thought I was happily proven wrong. I think he's he's great. He's a great threat moving forwards. He's strong. He puts excellent balls in. He, um, him and John Bash could really dominate that right uh, wing. And the same goes for Mohamadi. I think he's he is defensively better than Rezaian. He he is you know he's really strong. He's he's got a low centre of gravity. He's uh, he's he's fast. He's 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 fairly good. He's not as he's not incredibly. A, incredible at dribbling but his pace gets to gets him past players he, he tracks back well uh, which I can't say quite the same for Rezaian so I think it's it's a case of bringing those fullbacks in uh, with Tarami with John Bach and and getting getting some good balls in some good crosses in for Osmond who we all know is what you know an excellent finisher with his head he, he can rise up against even though he's only six foot his, his the way he jumps is just incredible the, the 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 height that he gets the way he hangs in the air um is re- reminiscent of or not reminiscent it reminds us of ronaldo so it's a case of of getting the ball to the wings but again we have playing through the middle we're fairly strong as well uh, we saw that with the goal we scored, Osman scored against South Korea. That was through the middle um, against Uzbekistan. Um, again, that was well. The second goal was on the wing, but the first goal, I believe, was was down the middle. So we can play both ways, but I think our strength lies with our wingers and our fullbacks, and and the fact that we have a great target man for them to aim at. Pejwan, what are your thoughts, and how do you see Kairos um, with his tactical lineup against South Korea? Um, well, 
for starters, I never seem to get uh, uh, starting eleven correct. You know, even if I think uh, I know Kerridge by now, but I always get it wrong. So uh, it's really hard. I, I think uh, a, a game against South Korea is actually th- those kind of games suits Iran quite well because, uh, I, in my opinion, I think Iran is a better team when they're where they can counter-attack, when they can just wait out the opponent instead of being the team that uh, owns the ball. Because uh, Iran, as a team that owns the ball, usually isn't that strong uh, because it, the, the, the tempo, the pace goes down a lot and um, the, the opponents don't have that much of, of a problem defending. But... That's usually against the, the Arab team, the Arab teams that that want to play those kind of games against Iran. Now, South Korea, they want to attack. They want to probably make a score a goal as soon as possible, and that could be interesting for players uh, such as uh, Mohammadi on the uh, on the left or even Rezoyan on the right, because they're really good at counter attacks. They're really fast. They they, they throw some. They, they can. Make some nice uh, counter-attacking passes all the way to a fast, to a running Osmond just being ready for those balls. So I can see Iran taking advantage of the the fact that South Korea will be wanting to lead the game. Uh, so so for me, I'm actually I'm I'm happy that we, we Iran will be the team not having the most uh, position because I think Iran does it better when uh, when the stakes are against them. I'm going to read... Oh, sorry, Admin, go ahead. No, no I was just, just going to say that I, I completely agree with Pejman. He makes a really good point. The fact that South Korea, they have to get something from this game or they at least have to try to get something. Um, so they will look to attack from the first minute, which is excellent. As Pejman says, that works in our favour. Yeah. We are... We have a great defence. We haven't conceded any goals in this round of qualifying, um, and we didn't concede any goals in in in, um, in, in 2016, and, and well, and so far in 2017. So it's 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 good for us in the sense that we can hit them on the counter. We have fast players. We as as um, as Pejman said, that will suit um, Mohammadi on the left and Rezaian on the right. They can push forward and run into that space that will ultimately be left behind when the South Korean players lose possession. So if we can sit back, defend well, as we always do, hit them on the counter, get the ball up, I'm confident that we can, uh, I'm confident that we can defend well and then do that. I'm going to read out um, my prediction lineup, and um, I'm just having a trouble with, because of the number 10 issue, which I'm going to get your thoughts before we wrap this up. Obviously, in goal, Bayron Van, uh, right back spot, I believe, is going to be Amin Rezaian. Our two center backs, Jadolo Hosseini and Poali Ganji. Left back, Milad Mohamedi. In the middle, I believe, um, he's definitely going to play Saeed Zatole, Lai, and Esan Haid Safi. Um, but here, it's, it's going to get tricky. Um, right wing spot, I believe, is going to be Jahan Baksh. But for number 10, I believe that maybe Tarimi potentially is going to play off of uh, Osmoon. And then, but then that's going to leave the left wing spot. Um, what do you think, Pejman? Um, do you potentially think that might be it? Or do you see him playing a 4-3-3? Who, who 
Who did you say on the left? Uh, sorry, Pasha, I missed that. So yeah, Tarami number ten potentially, yeah, and then I think it's gonna be Torabi to be honest. Torabi on the left. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I am a huge fan of Torabi. I think I don't think he's had enough time um, and if enough playing time. Yeah, he's not very he's not very defensive. Uh, he's not gonna track back. But I think he's, he is one on one with a player. He is against the defender. He is great. The ball control and the skill and the drib- ability to dribble and, and get past players. I think he's fantastic. I'd I'd love to see more of him. I'd love to see him start. He hasn't started that much. Um, Tarami has been playing on that left wing, but his I can understand why because he's got a good work rate. He, he's, he's he's he will defend a fair amount. He I was again quite a critic of him. Um, recently and then he scored he scored in the last three games important goals all very important goals um so so yeah i i would actually be quite happy with that i think tardemy could play play there number 10 um and that's actually yeah that's sort of, that lineup is 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 what i'd like to see as well i don't th- i don't think Odus will start yeah at, um so yeah uh, I, um, I mean, uh, what's good about Iran and Kairos today is that, uh, not almost, but almost, almost, uh, no matter what kind of players you have, they know what is expected of them. They know mm-hmm. how to play. They have, the system is so rooted into the players that uh, even if it's not Tarimi playing, it maybe say it's unsatisfied. I'm sorry, Fad. The system won't change. The other players know what to do, and that's really something that we have to have get Kairos credit for. Yeah. But uh, I have a, like a fantasy lineup. I know it won't happen, but this is what I want to see. Uh, if you want to listen, Peraman uh, on the bench for starters. So Hadiri will take the number one. Uh, I think it, it's time for Peraman to to get his shit together. So. Hadri on in the lineup. On the left you have uh, Milad Mohammadi. In the middle you have Hosseini and Cheshmi. Hosseini being that uh, old veteran taking care of maybe the, the future captain of Iran, Ruzbe Cheshmi. Uh, on the right, uh, Ramin Rezaian doing the smart thing and moving to Europe. He plays in Ostende in Belgium. They have a terrible start so far, but Ostende is, <laughs> despite that being 100 times better than all Iranian clubs in terms of prof- professionality and ability to actually progress. So that's the first thing. Uh, that's the defense. In the middle, uh, we have a problem there because... Uh, Said Ezotolai will get played no matter what. He haven't played a single minute in Russia so far, and that's a big problem. Ali Karimi did a good game last time, but he he's clubless. So we have two good young players that don't play any regular football. So I, I don't know. Maybe I would like to see Murtaza Purari Ganji there with Ezotolai, or even Hodge Safi probably, uh, so that Ezotolai and Karimi, they can be substitutes if we want to play a more defensive game if uh, if it's needed. But so they have to understand that they need to, to play. Uh, on the right wing, you have uh, Alirza Jahanbach, maybe Ron's best player right now. Uh, on the left, 
I would like to see Karim Ansari Fad. I think he's an interesting player that's, that can do good. And uh, number 10, as a joker, I would like to see Samo Odos. Why not? Throw him in at once. I mean, he's played against bigger teams uh, than, than uh, South Korea, if you can say, if you can compare with clubs, because Galatasaray is one of the most crazy teams in the world. And uh, he didn't have any problem against them. And up on, uh, on the front, um, Osmo should should play there or why not Kutshan Nejad one of those two it doesn't really matter so that's a fantasy lineup it won't happen but I would like to see that against uh, South Korea or I would like to at least uh, see those players playing getting playing minutes against South Korea or Syria before um, we wrap this up is, is there anything else you wanted to add to uh, Pejman's lineup Adlin no, I think I think it's um, it's 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 a good lineup. I, I I'm in the same boat as as uh, Pejman when it comes to Cordus. I would love to see him start. I think he, I don't, I think why not? Why not throw him throw him in, see what he can do against one of the best teams in Asia, um, South Korea. Although they are in pretty dire form, I'd like to see him. St- uh, get started number 10 at the very least against Syria I'll be quite disappointed if he doesn't start one of these two games um, Ansari Fad we've seen him play on the left before he has been um, he was actually very good when was it that he, there was a game when he made an incredible pass on that from that left wing to I believe Osborne who then scored I can't remember it was one of the games in qualifying um, but yeah so he, he he plays well there obviously he's not the fastest um, and he's not um, the best dribbler like if we had Torabi for example so that's that's I would my lineup would be identical to Pejman's except I would have Torabi on the um, on the left but I would have I would give Hagliri some time actually because I think he, he's as, as we said earlier on in the pod he has this confidence um, and this this kind of almost cockiness that any professional needs, and especially if, especially a uh, a goalkeeper, that confidence to come out, punch the ball, grab the ball in the air. We saw what he did against uh, Argentina a few years ago. We know what he's capable of. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind because as 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 we said earlier, Beiran Van can be a bit hit and miss when he's in the air. Sometimes he just he, he he's not he punches the ball uh, or sometimes it comes out and it's not always the most confident. Mm. But yeah, I think it's, so. Overall, it would be kind of a fusion between the two your two um, lineups. But I, I would like to see Toro be starting a game. I would like to see Kodu starting a game. And I think Ezotalo and Karimi would is the ideal on paper. The ideal. Yeah, uh, I agree. Sent, centre midfield pairing, but we need they need more time at their clubs. But Ezotalai, having had having not had much playing time for for Rostov the, in the season that's gone, uh, he still performed incredibly well for us. Um, really, sure. I, I I rate him highly. Um, uh, so that, I, that's that's frustrating uh, in a yeah. positive way. That uh, I mean, in in the he's the player that's been given most playing time. In, your, in the national team, more or less, all the players have been rotated, and some players have gone and went, and nobody gets 90 minutes. But Ezad Talaidu, so uh, under K Rush, he's quite safe. 
but I agree with you. And I also agree with, with Torabi. Uh, I mean, he, he he doesn't look like a football football player at all. And he's got this funny way to to walk and <laughs> run. But uh, he's uh, quite technical. And it will be fun to see him in Europe. Yeah, yeah if he goes uh, absolutely. Agreed. He's, he's one of those. He's my... Personally, he's a, I will have ultimately a little bit of bias towards him because I love that sort of tricky, skillful player, a bit like Draxler or Mares or obviously Neymar. Um, and he, he is that type of player, the type of player who can one-on-one, I, you back him against against the defenders. So, but uh, yeah, he needs more playing time for Team Melli and he needs to leave Iran um, and, and see what he can do. And just take that, um, take that leap of faith, like Carver as I did, and we see, we know what has happened to him again. Another, yeah. uh, I'm not surprised he's not in the squad because he hasn't played that much, and we have some great strikers. But I yeah. think he'll he'll be there or thereabouts. But that's yeah. Bye-bye. But then again, he has doesn't he have Ali Doi as coach in Saipa? Yeah, he does. That's not bad. Uh, Ali Doi, uh, you have to give it to him. He's good with the young players. Uh, Torobi isn't that young anymore, but. Uh, he, he knows how to get the best of some players, and I think Torabi is one of those players that's that's uh, is is typically made for uh, a doy progress. And uh, yeah. b- before we wrap it up, um, just one more other thing I do want to say that I personally have been waiting for, which still hasn't happened, is um, when I was looking at this again, I was thinking about okay, if you had to frustrate Sakuri, you don't want to be more compact, be more controlling, you're not encountering them. Do you guys potentially see that Kerosh as an experimental wise, maybe something, maybe? Maybe some for some miraculous reason against South Korea that he could potentially play Ali Karimi, Said as a Tolai, and Esan Haitsavi as a midfield three. Admin, you make a fair point. I think if I if I break up my response to that question in two ways, I think with regards to the experimental side of the game, I think it's actually you make. I haven't really, I, I haven't thought about that before. So you made it made a really good point. We we're, we're going to go into this World Cup. And there will be teams that are on paper better than us. So like uh, like Argentina in the last World Cup were team uh, matches where we're going to just sit back and defend for our lives, try to hit back on the counter. And this is a game we're going into where we know that South Korea are going to be pressing and, 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 and just constantly trying to attack. So I think it's a really good opportunity to, as you said, frustrate the opponent, stay compact, maybe na- play narrow, um, and 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 just defend and get some practice in for for ultimately what's going to happen in the World Cup. In at least one or two of the games, we're going to be against teams that are on paper much better. Uh, with regards to the three-man midfield, that that's something that I've thought about in the past. That we can because we have really good wingers and we have a great striker. Well, several great strikers, but Osman in particular. Um, so a, a spearhead of three going forward who stay a bit forwards a bit more and don't track back as much as, the, as they used to with a three-man midfield. It would be quite interesting to see whether that will happen. I don't know how it would work. I don't know because Haj Safi, obviously, he's, he's who would play in that kind of... If it's a... Would it be a flat front midfield three? Would it be kind of a triangle with someone coming forward a bit would who would be there within kind of just behind what would be a classic number 10 could Karimi play there perhaps Haj Safi maybe I'm not sure uh, but yeah no it's, it's a very interesting question and it's and it's something that I'm sure Kiarush has thought about 
um, because the four two three one we've been playing that a lot. Um, before that, it was four four two or even four five one. So um, yeah, changing to four three three could be interesting. Pejmar, uh, it was. I agree. It was interesting idea. I never thought of that. Kairos uh, being the surprise guy that he is, he will probably play like Agai and Murafkan, the player that we haven't even mentioned today. So you you never know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, why not? I, I even believe that Kafuri might play instead of Rezaian. Because Kafuri is more of a defensive player than Rezaian, so that's better suited against a team like South Korea. So uh, why not? So before we're going to wrap this up, I just want to get your uh, predictions. Adbin, um, what do you think is going to happen? Your scoreline prediction for Iran versus South Korea? It's a difficult one because, as always, with predictions, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a fight between my head and my heart. My heart is telling me we'll win 1-0. My head is telling me we'll draw 1-0. Um, but I don't think we'll lose. I don't think we'll lose. I don't think they'll get the three points. I think we are defensively too strong. Uh, and we also have great going forward. So if we, if we can ultimately, we'll get one or two chances. If we can if we can score those, which in the past, has we've not always taken our chances, even though we've won most of our games, we haven't taken all of our chances. We can take our chances. I can see us getting at least a point Perhaps three, but I don't think we'll lose. So it's not the best answer, but uh, yeah, that's my prediction or my thoughts. Well, in the beginning, I said that Korea would win, but now I'm just going to say Iran will take it 3 nothing because it's, it's time for me to get my predictions wrong. <laughs> All right, well, well, I hope you're right. Yeah, well... Yeah. Well, really appreciate it. It was always a always pleasure to talk about footy with you guys, especially with Iran. Hopefully, it will be an interesting match, and hopefully Iran will get a good result. And um, appreciate the time, as always. That's great. Thank you, Pasha. Thank great you to be on the podcast. And for the viewers, yeah, um, thank you, chaps. we've gotten this question many times. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We're on the, Actually, we're going to be making a website soon. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Twitter, uh, excuse me, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and other outlets. Uh, just type in Google Gold Bazaar and subscribe to us wherever you're a part of the world. Appreciate it, and as always, uh, go team Melly. Thank you.